Welcome back. As promised, this is chapter 20, The Wife's Loneliness, Overcoming a Lack of Oneness. I am Naida Alvarado, your podcast host. If you want prayer requests or you have any questions in regards to any of the chapters, you can reach me at uh, my podcast email, encouraging underscore words at hotmail.com. Thank you so much for your patience. I wanted to do two chapters for today because yesterday I was not able to post uh, chapter uh, 20 or 19. And so I wanted to, as an added bonus, um, also do chapter 20 today. So thank you so much for tuning in. And let's dive right in to page 227. And let's begin. As I'm writing, it is Christmas time. Radios are mournfully blaring. I'll be home for Christmas. If only in my dreams. Everyone longs to be home with their families. Even the coffee commercials on television picture young soldiers sneaking in on Christmas morning and surprising his younger brother and his parents by waking them up with the wonderful aroma of the coffee he has brewing in the kitchen. It is easy to feel the excitement and joy of his parents as they realize he is home. Indeed, not being with family at Christmas can evoke strong feelings of loneliness. I feel sad for some of those who are alone at Christmas. I also feel sad for those who are not alone, but feel overwhelmingly lonely. These are wives who have husbands with them and yet they are alone. Perhaps their husband is withdrawn, aloof, or hardly ever home. He may be very self-absorbed and inwardly focused. The wife may be bitter and feeling very sorry for herself. Her self-pity may be fueled by an idolatrous desire for intimacy with her husband. Whatever the cost, loneliness is one of the most painful emotions that any of us ever experience. Scripture abounds with examples of those who are painfully lonely. Elijah had a thrilling mountaintop experience as God rained down fire on Elijah's altar and direct challenge to the wicked prophet of Baal. Afterwards, Elijah and the people slew the prophets of Baal. Elijah had just witnessed an incredible miracle from God, but when wicked Queen Jezebel threatened to kill him, he panicked and ran for his life. Exhausted and hiding in a cave, Elijah began to feel isolated and alone. Instead of focusing on the power and protection of God, Elijah whined to God. 1 Kings 19.10 Emphasis added on this verse. I have been very zealous of the Lord, the God of hosts, for the sons of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, torn down thine altars, and killed thy prophets with the sword. And I alone am left, and they seek my life to take it away. Jeremiah was not a popular prophet. His sober warnings from God to the children of Israel went virtually unheeded. People pulled away from him. They thought he was a nut. They mocked him. Jeremiah struggled with intense emotional pain. He felt abandoned by God, forsaken and isolated. He was burdened down, trapped and despairing with no hope. Imagine how Jeremiah felt 
as he described his feelings. On Lamentations 3, 6 through 8, adaptation added, In dark places he, God, had made me dwell like those who have long been dead. He has walled me in so that I cannot go out. He has made my chain heavy. Even when I cry out and call for help, he shuts out my prayers. Jeremiah was lonely. Everyone was against him. No one believed him. He even felt abandoned by God. I cannot think of anything more desperate than to cry out to God for help and to believe God has shut you out. There could not possibly be a greater sense of loneliness. By far the most poignant and heart-wrenching picture of loneliness is that of the Lord Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane and later on the cross. Jesus asked Peter, James, and John to watch and pray with him, yet they slept as he agonized in prayer over his impending trial. His time of greatest need had come and his closest friends slept. He had done so much for them and they could not do this one thing for him. Matthew 26, 37-44 on the cross, the Lord Jesus endured the most intensive experience of loneliness possible. After having had perfect harmony with God, the Father for all eternity, he cried out in anguish from the cross, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Mark 15:34. We cannot fathom his agony or his isolation as he bore the sins of the world. Though nowhere near the degrees of the Lord Jesus suffered, Paul may have been tempted to fall into loneliness. Paul was in prison in Rome. The prison was cold and damp and dark. Paul wrote to his beloved Timothy, urging him to come and visit as soon as possible. 2 Timothy 4.9 He also warned Timothy to beware of those who had deserted and harmed Paul. Demas deserted him. Alexander the coppersmith did Paul much harm, 2 Timothy 4.14. At the preliminary hearing, no one supported Paul. Unlike Elijah, who could leave the cave he was hiding in, Paul was near martyrdom and in prison until the end. He knew he was already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come, 2 Timothy 4, 6-7 Abandonment by those you trust and love have poured your life into many cause deep loneliness into may cause deep loneliness Paul was abandoned and he was cold It is pitiful that he implored Timothy to bring him his coat before winter He was going to die His prison conditions were wretched He was alone Like Elijah Jeremiah, Jesus, or Paul, you may be experiencing intense loneliness. A woman does not have to be single to be lonely. She can be married and living with her husband. In fact, her loneliness may be exaggerated because of feeling trapped in a marriage with a man who is withdrawn and aloof. Elijah and Jeremiah were overwhelmed with their loneliness. Jesus and Paul were not. The difference is Elijah and Jeremiah felt sorry for themselves, while Jesus and Paul sought refuge in God. If you are lonely, who are you most like, Elijah and Jeremiah or Jesus and Paul? If you are responding like Elijah and Jeremiah, you are likely sinning. 
loneliness may be a result of your own sin. Compare the following sinful causes of loneliness to the biblical curses for the loneliness. Sinful causes of loneliness and on the right column, biblical curse cures for lonely for loneliness. Number one, the wife is withdrawn and aloof from her husband. Perhaps she is expecting her husband to do for her what only God can do. She may be withdrawn and lonely because of guilt over some sin in her life, or perhaps she is bitter towards her husband or God. The response, number one, I repent of the specific sins. Seek re repent of the specific sins. Seek refuge in God through prayer and meditation on his word. Show love to her husband whether she feels like it or not. Be open and honest with him speaking edifying words. Clear her conscience and then continue to do what is right. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. James 4, 8. Number two, the wife is self-absorbed, vain, prideful, and thinking only of herself. As a result, her husband and others avoid her. Number two, repent of her self-love, put on love to God and to others. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, let each of you regard one another as more important than, our, than himself. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Number three, the wife is fearful what her husband might think of her if he knew what she was thinking or was really like. Number three, the biblical antidote for fear is love. She will show love to God and to her husband as she speaks the truth in love. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him, who is the head, even Christ. Ephesians 4.15 Number four, the husband is selfishly withdrawn and private. Number four, give him a blessing by trying to talk to him and sharing her thoughts and desires, not returning evil for evil or result for result, but giving a blessing instead. 1 Peter 3.9 Number 5. The wife uses anger and intimidation to manipulate in order to have her own way. Therefore, her husband is afraid to open up to her and share his thoughts and feelings. Number 5. Be kind and gentle even if he does not open up to her and talk to her. Do what she can to make it easy for him to respond. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. James 1.20 Sin often results in isolation. If you are sinning in any of the above ways, that may explain why your husband is withdrawn and you are experiencing loneliness as a result. Another cause of loneliness is an idolatrous desire for intimacy. It is not wrong for a wife to desire intimacy with her husband unless she desires it so intensely that she sins if she cannot have it. Then her desire becomes idolatrous. In those cases, even if her husband attempts to be more open with her, she is likely to be disappointed no matter how hard he tries. He may give up trying, and then her idolatrous desire for intimacy becomes even more intense. Idolatrous desires for intimacy and biblical desires for intimacy. Number one, wife longs for her for as her heart set on her husband, meeting her need to intimate, to intimate companionship. And... Number one, long for and set her heart on closeness with the Lord Jesus. Talk to God, share everything with God if her husband will not open up to her. As the deer pants for the water brooks, 
So my soul pants for thee, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Psalms 42, 1 and 2. Number 2. Wife daydreams about having intimate conversations with other men. Number 2. Wife thinks about, hence desires, pure and righteous things instead of sinful imaginations. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, and if anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. Philippians 4, 8. Emphasis added on this verse. Number three, wife is disrespectful to her husband because he does not meet her expectations. Number three, wife is grateful to her husband for whatever attention he gives her. Therefore, she desires greater closeness with her husband than she would if she were disappointed. In everything, give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 Number four, wife feels excessive sorrow because of lack of intimacy with her husband. Number four, wife worships and serves the Lord Jesus Christ whether she ever has an intimate relationship with her husband or not. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Psalms 102. Number five, wife feels intense resentment towards her husband. Number five, wife gives a blessing to her husband instead of dwelling on hurts. As a result, she will not feel as hurt. So it will be easier for her to not resent her husband and for her to desire biblically appropriate intimacy with him. Love does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It does not take into account a wrong suffered. 1 Corinthians 13.5 Emphasis added on this verse. Loneliness is an exacerbated by self-pity. Regardless of our circumstances, if we feel sorry for ourselves, we are likely to experience intense loneliness. Self-pity will throw a wife into the pit of depression very quickly. Often the intensity of her self-pity does not always correlate to actual circumstances. For example, a wife may have a good husband who loves her and tries hard to please her. On the other hand, she may be very selfish, discontent, and ungrateful for what he does. Hence, she wallows in self-pity. Often the most unstable consulies I have are those who feel the most sorry for themselves. Their lives are not working out as they desire. Thus, they are blankly ungrateful and not content with what the Lord has given them. Many times their circumstances do not correspond to the intensity of their painful emotions. They are likely to blame God, even if indirectly. For instance, some wives tell, tell me that I have prayed and prayed and God hasn't changed my husband. The unspoken implication is that someone, somehow God is not fair or good to them. To counter selfish and ten tendency towards self-pity, a wife must cultivate gratefulness to God and to her husband and learn to be content in her particular circumstances. Telling God thank you even when you feel lonely and miserable is an excellent way to begin to give thanks in all things. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 By an act of your will, think about your particular circumstances. Realize God could remove you from them today. If he does not, he must have some purpose in them for you. God desires to mold your character to become more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 28-29 Perhaps God wants to remind you how much you need him. It is possible that God wants you to have a special opportunity to glorify him. Certainly, God has a purpose that is too deep for us to comprehend in any event. God is good. 
but you must persuade yourself of his goodness towards you. It may help you to gain the proper perspective if you consider what you truly deserve. Death, Romans 3.23 God wants you to go against your feelings. Instead of wallowing in self-pity, thank him and remind yourself of God's goodness towards you. Even if your husband is sinning, you must suffer. Respond as Peter exhorted, for it is better if God should will it so that you suffer for doing what is right rather than for doing what is wrong. 1 Peter 3.17 Cultivate an attitude of gratefulness, wholly trusting in the goodness and sovereignty, sovereignty of God. In addition to thanking God and praising His goodness, adopt a high view of God. You are here to serve God, not God here to serve you. Humbly bow before Him, taking the posture of His creature whose chief end is to glorify God. Serve God through your ministry to your husband and your family. Revere God. Think of Him and treat Him as the high and holy God. The more you serve Him, the less lonely you will feel. View your time alone as a grace gift from God. Realize you are never really alone. God is always there. Hebrews 13.5 says, I will never leave you nor will I ever forsake you. So talk to Him in your mind or allow often during the day or out loud often during the day. The more lonely you feel, the more you should let God talk to you. He will talk to you through the Holy Scriptures, either by your reading them, singing them, meditating on them, or recalling previously memorized verses. Long for God as King David did. Psalms 143, 5 and 6. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy doings. I muse on the work of thy hands. I stretch out my hands to thee. My soul longs for thee as a parched land. Nothing that you could possibly desire would be better than a closeness to God. Not silver or gold, not fame or fortune, not even a husband who openly and freely shares himself with you. When you experience loneliness, let your emotions be a signal that you need God. Draw close to God in grateful submission to Him. Seek to know God in an intimate way. Let your knowledge be first hand. Have the psalmist's attitude. Psalm 73, 25-28 Whom have I in heaven but thee? And besides thee, I have desired nothing on earth. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For behold, those who are far from thee will perish. Thou hast destroyed all those who are unfaithful to thee. But as for me, the nearness of God is my good. I have made the Lord God my refuge, that I may tell of all thy works. You will come to know Christ in more intimate way by in a more intimate way by meditating on scripture and praying. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. Lamentations 3:25. Realize that you can still be the excellent wife God intends whether your husband is closed off from you or not. Your husband may be a complete failure before God. But you do not have to be. You can respond like the Lord Jesus and the Apostle Paul, or you can selfishly respond like Elijah and Jeremiah. The Lord Jesus endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. Hebrews 12.2 Elijah had no joy, even after the splendid miracle he had just witnessed. The Apostle Paul learned to be content. Jeremiah had, at least for the moment, no peace. He had forgotten what it was like to be happy. Work hard at knowing Christ in a more intimate way and at putting on gratitude and contentment. 
Thank God often for your circumstances and what God wants to teach you and how God wants you to use to use you for his glory. Loneliness is painful, but it is not the occasion of sin. Draw close to God and have the attitude the psalmist had. As for me, I shall be glad in the Lord. Psalms 104, 34. And that brings chapter 20 to a conclusion. And that is the wife's loneliness overcoming a lack of oneness. All right. Let's uh, move on to the lesson of this chapter. And since this chapter was uh, 20 minutes, I'm going to go ahead and continue instead of stopping here. Let's go to lesson number 22 on chapter 20, the wife's loneliness overcoming a lack of oneness. Number one, scripture gives us several, several examples of loneliness and, it ca- and its causes. From reading pages 227 to 229, what do you learn about the cause of loneliness for the following people? Elijah, Jeremiah, Jesus, and Paul. Okay. So, let's go. Uh, I think it's after reading the... The biblical desires of intimacy and the idolatrous uh, desires of intimacy. Okay. I think it begins on chapter, I think it's 223 if I'm not mistaken. Okay. No, I think it's beyond that for some reason. go back to the top okay so it starts on actually a page 227 so okay so for number one Elijah he feared that Jezebel was going to kill him so he uh, hid in a cave so he um, pretty much um, operated in fear um <clears throat> so fear um the loneliness drew him to uh to fear right so um on the bottom um the set well the third chapter on page 227 it says elijah had a thrilling mountaintop experience as god rained down fire on elijah's altar and direct challenge to the wicked prophet of baal afterwards elijah and the prophets slew the prophets of baal Elijah had just witnessed an incredible miracle from God, but when wicked Queen Jezebel threatened to kill him, he panicked and ran for his life. So Elijah panicked and ran for his life. And he hid in a cave, isolated himself, and he was alone. Instead of focusing on the power or protection of God, Elijah whined to God. Jeremiah, people pulled away from him because... um, People thought that he was crazy. And he even felt abandoned. No one no one believed in him. So he also experienced loneliness because of that. Uh, Jesus felt lonely on the cross. And Paul, he was in prison and everyone 
abandoned him. So he also experienced loneliness. All right. Number two, answer the following question from the chart on page 229 to 231. What does guilt over sin have to do with loneliness? It, it isolates you from people. That's what it does. So if you so if you if you look at the at the end of uh, the chat the paragraph, the last paragraph before the charts of sinful causes of loneliness and biblical cures for loneliness. Um, well, let's go to the second paragraph. Like Elijah, Jeremiah, Jesus, or Paul, you may be experiencing intense loneliness. A woman does not have to be a sing single to be lonely. She can be married and living with her husband. In fact, her, her loneliness may be exaggerated because of feelings trapped in a marriage with a man who is with John aloof. Elijah and Jeremiah were overwhelmed with loneliness. Jesus and Paul were not. The difference is Elijah and Jeremiah felt sorry for themselves while Jesus and Paul sought refuge in God. So Elijah and Jeremiah felt sorry for themselves, but Jesus and Paul did not because they found refuge in God. So if you want to highlight that, those be your answers. Okay. All right. Let's move on to, uh, so that was, let me see, that was letter A, let's, letter B. If sin is a wife's problem, what else might she do in addition to repenting of her sin to cure her loneliness? She is to seek God, find refuge in through prayer and meditation on his word. Letter C, according to causes of loneliness, um, number two, why might a husband avoid his wife? Uh, the, the wife itself absorbed, vain, prideful, and thinking only of herself. That would be a reason why a husband would avoid his wife. Letter D, how does a person repent of self-love? Put on love to God and to others. Regard others as more important than yourself. All right? And that's number two. Uh, letter D. How does a person repent of self-love? Oh, I just said that. I'm sorry. Letter E. Why might a wife be afraid to tell her husband what she is really thinking? What should she do about it? Um, she's afraid of telling her husband the truth about what she is thinking. Um, emphasizing. Um so if you go to Ephesians uh, 4, 15, she, is, uh, she should uh, speak in truth and love. And that helps us grow in all aspects in the Lord, who is head, even Christ. So that's what I put Ephesians 4, 15. Letter F, what should a wife do if her husband is selfishly withdrawn in private? Give him a blessing by trying to uh, talk to him and sharing her thoughts and desires. Okay. Letter G. Explain the possible connection between manipulation and loneliness. So. So lone loneliness 
it is self-pity and if you're feeling it you know regardless of the circumstances we can feel sorry for ourselves we are likely to be to experience intense loneliness self-pity will draw a wife into a pity of depression very quickly into the pit of depression very quickly and that's on the paragraph uh on 233 the first paragraph so i put if you are uh if you're using um manipulation to get what you want your husband might communicate what he is feeling or thinking so he doesn't seek you out while ultimately makes the wife feel lonely so this is the the connection between manipulation and loneliness this could this is this is what could happen right and then number three when you know if your desire for intimacy with your husband is unbiblical see the paragraph on page 231 so we go to page 231 says her heart is set on her husband meeting her need for intimate companionship so this is when you know if your desire for intimacy with your husband is unbiblical okay and then number four answer the following question from the chart on page 231 to 233 letter a what is an idolatrous desire for intimacy wife days dreams about having intimate conversations with other men that's a no-no if you have these thoughts coming to your heart hold captive every thoughts of the obedience of the word of god in jesus name and rebuke that letter b what should a wife long for if her husband will not open up to her she should long for and set her heart on closeness with the lord jesus Talk to God, share everything with God if her husband will not open up to her. And then it referenced the uh, verse, Psalms 42, verses 1 and 2. Letter C. No real-life husband could compete with the imaginary intimate conversations a wife could fabricate in her mind with another man. Instead of daydreaming and experiencing increased loneliness, what should a wife do? A wife thinks about, hence desires, pure and righteous things instead of sinful imaginations and the reference uh, verses philippians 4 8 letter d according to the idolatrous desires number three on page 232 what attitude does the wife need to cultivate to, in, to counter her loneliness wife is grateful to her husband and or for whatever attention he gives her therefore she desires greater closeness with her husband than she would if she were disappointed and then um it has the verse first thessalonians 5 18. e what should a wife do if she feels excessive sorrow because of lack of intimacy with her with her husband okay wife worships and serves the Lord Jesus Christ whether she ever has intimate relationship with her husband or not serve the Lord with gladness come before him with joyful singing Psalms 100 verse 2 and that is uh, the one for letter E 
Letter F, instead of feeling resentful if her husband has hurt her, what should she do? Wife gives a blessing to her husband instead of dwelling on hurts. As a result, she would not feel as hurt, so it will be easier for her to not resent her husband and for her to desire biblically appropriate intimacy with him. And then it referenced 1 Corinthians 13, 5. And that's uh, for the letter F is number five. All right, question number five. From the, par- from the three paragraphs on page 233, what do you learn about loneliness and self-pity? So, wife gives a blessing to her husband instead of dwelling on her hurts. And as a result, she will not feel as hurt and will be easy easier for her to not resent her husband and for her to desire biblically appropriate intimacy within. Okay. Number six, what does God want to accomplish through your circumstances and what are your responsibilities? A wife must cultivate gratefulness to God and to her husband and learn to be content in her in particular circumstances. God wants us to mold. God wants to mold our character. God wants you to go against your feelings and thank God for his goodness towards you, humble before him, taking the posture of his creature whose chief end is to glorify God, revere God, view your time alone as a grace gift from God. And that is the end of the lesson for this chapter 19. Uh, Well, no, uh, not 19, sorry. Uh, chapter 21, The Wife's Loneliness. Okay. So, for the next chapter, uh, chapter 21, That's going to be the next one for next week. The Wife's Sorrow, Overcoming a Grieving Heart. So ladies, this concludes chapter uh, 20, The Wife's Loneliness, Overcoming a Lack of Oneness. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being so patient, waiting for the next chapter to come out. I really appreciate each and every one of you. Like I said, you can reach me uh, at my email, encouraging underscore words at hotmail.com if you need prayer or um, you have any questions in regards. Sorry for the confusion on on the last chapter. Um, Some of these are, I feel they're kind of tricky or they just make you work harder to look in the paragraphs and the the exercises that we are doing in the lessons. I pray that this um, book has helped you thus far and that you're growing as, as a wife. God bless each and every one of you. Once again, I'm Naida Alvarado, your podcast host podcast host continue to seek the lord in prayer and um, come before him humbled with your heart before the lord and bring before him your prayers and supplications pray for your husbands for your relationship for your marriage cover him on a daily basis cover yourself with the full armor of god with the helmet of salvation with the breastplate of righteousness with the belt of truth with the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, and the shoes of the gospel of peace. And um, 
Don't forget to pray on a daily basis. Spend time with the Lord. Do your devotional prayers every day, um, particularly in the morning before you start your day. Because sometimes we get busy as moms. We do a lot. We work. We take care of our kids. We're attending to our husbands. We're attending to our home, doing our chores, doing laundry, and anything that needs to be done so that our house stays in order. Don't fear to uh, go out and do things. In a span of less than three months, I was involved in two car accidents. One accident happened inside the parking lot of the uh, company which I work for currently. Um, I was struck by the, uh, my car, my vehicle was struck by the shuttle bus that uh, takes us to our work area because our parking lot is uh, it's far. It's like 20 minutes away from where I work. And so I, uh, what I do now when I go to work, I do not enter through that entrance to get into the parking lot. I take the second entrance and when I leave the parking lot, I exit through that second entrance because through the first entrance is where the buses constantly go in and out uh, to, or they go in to pick up people um, at the stops. And I refuse to go in through that uh, or exit through there because um, I do not want to get into an accident. And I'm, um, I'm still a little jumpy. Um, I'm not gonna lie, it, 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 sometimes I feel anxious and I do feel a little fear, but I'm still trusting in the Lord, I'm working it out. So I'm not perfect, I'm still a work in progress, just like you are. And so the second um, accident happened when I was turning into the guard post to get into the parking lot. Uh, some guy made a U-turn and he came from, from my right side and I was on the left turning, uh, lane and he made a, an illegal u-turn and he crashed right into me so when i drive i'm really careful i'm looking to see you know uh, the people beside me in front of me behind me and being very, very cautious because i don't want to get into another accident but i cover myself every day with the precious blood of jesus and i come against any accidents that the enemy might be um, putting to come against me in any way and that's why it's so important that we pray each day I thank God for each and every one of you. May God bless you. And remember, if you have not made Jesus Christ the Lord and master of your heart, repeat this prayer with me. Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner and I am in need of a Savior. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins, that you may wash me with your precious blood so that I may become clean. Forgive me for living life as if I had no thanks to give to somebody because you are the creator of this universe and you created me. And I want you to be the Lord and master of my heart. Come into my heart and stay. In Jesus' mighty name. And if you repeat it, this prayer with me. Congratulations and welcome to the family of God. Now what you need to do is continue reading the word, connect yourself with a Bible-believing church so that you can grow spiritually and connect with other strong women so they can help and come in agreement with you and pray so that you may continue to grow spiritually. God bless you. Take care and have a great day. Bye. Till next time.